What does true courage look like? And are there times in our lives when we need to step forward despite our fears? We'll talk about these questions and more in today's solo episode. Welcome, my friend. You are listening to Read Clean YA with CJ, the podcast for teens and young adults who want to explore exciting worlds, deep themes, and epic stories without the objectionable content. I'm your host, award-winning young adult author C.J. Malacy, and today is going to be a solo episode where we talk about my newest book release, Fugitive of Talionis. I'm going to try to keep this episode as spoiler-free as possible, but there is always a chance of small spoilers for book one coming up when you talk about book two in a series, so that's my fair warning for today. Fugitive of Talionis is book two in the Talionis series, and it takes place immediately after book one, Recruit of Talionis. Here's a bit about the story. They kidnapped her, trained her, and now they're hunting her. After narrowly escaping the clutches of Talionis, Bria Averton and her friends thought they were finally free, but the dangers they face are far from over. Hunted by Commander Ark and his forces, Bria and her companions must navigate treacherous terrain and evade capture at every turn, desperate to reach possible allies in Arendelle. As they struggle to survive on the run, they soon realize that their former captors will stop at nothing to apprehend them and bring them back to the city. With their lives constantly on the line, Bria fights to keep her friends safe while battling her own fears and doubts about who to trust in their fight for survival. The danger is palpable, and the stakes are higher than ever. One reality becomes clear. There's a greater peril than being a recruit of Talionis. It's being a fugitive. So I guess that actually gave some spoilers for book one. So if you haven't read book one yet, I'm sorry. Now you know they escape. But I hope you still stick around as we talk about book two, since it just released this past Thursday, October 19th. And it has been so fun to see the book out in the world and get messages from readers that they enjoyed the story. If you are one of those people, thank you so much for reaching out. It really means the world to me. This book is a little bit different because it's a second book in a series. So book one, I had the idea and plan for what I wanted to do, which evolved, of course, as I went. But for book two, a lot changed about this book and about my plan for it after I got back the developmental edits from my editor for book one. You see, I had already written book two, at least an old version of it, and it was long and it fit really well with what was the original book one in this series. But my developmental editor, who is absolutely phenomenal, got back to me and told me that there were major changes that we needed to make to book one in the series, which we did, and it made the book so much better. But every time you make a change, it kind of pulls a thread in the story, and now you have to change other things. So book two went from being something I thought had a fir finished first draft to something that now needed to be reworked completely. So I went back to the drawing board and reworked the story, figured out the characters as they now were with the changes to book one, figured out the different plot holes that were now in place because of things that happened in book one, and had to rework everything. And as I did, I started to realize that this was not going to just be one book. It needed to be broken in to two books. My original ideas for Fugitive of Talionis just kind of went out the window 
as I was going through this process, and I realized that my series was not going to be a trilogy. It was now going to be a four-book series, which I think is a tetralogy or something like that. You can feel free to look it up and correct me if I'm wrong. I forget the word every time I try to think of it. But all of that to say, the story came together thanks to the help, again, of my developmental editor and my beta readers. And I'm actually so much more excited about book two now than I was when I had originally written that first draft. So that's how this story kind of came to be. And one of the fun things I've heard from several readers is that they actually like book two better than book one, which I am sincerely thrilled about. I want every book I write to be better than the one before it. So if you've read both books and you like one over the other, I would love to hear why and which one you liked better. It helps me grow as an author and hopefully provide books that you love even more each time I write. One of the things you know I love to ask my guests is if there are any books or tropes or even movies that are similar to their book. Now, since this is a journey story, I would say that that is a huge trope throughout the whole thing. It's an on-the-run journey where there are life-and-death stakes, enemies are closing in, and they have to reach their goal, their destination, which is the refuge city of Arendelle, up in the mountains miles away from Talionis. So that's a huge trope. If you love a good journey story where the protagonist is on the run with their team and their heroes alongside of them fighting the bad guys and trying to outsmart them every step of the way, then you'll love this story. If you love the trope of found family, that is also in here. I love found family. I don't think I can write anything without having some form of found family woven into the pages. And then there is also in this book, a slow burn romance. So if any of these themes are themes that you love, they're tropes that you look for in a story, you're going to find them in Fugitive of Talionis. And I think you'll enjoy the story. It also definitely has that dystopian Hunger Games divergent teen hero vibe of young adult books, because after all, this is Read Clean YA with CJ, and I love young adult stories. Now, let's talk themes. In Recruit of Talionis, I really wanted to focus on the reality that hope pierces the darkness, that no matter how dark things get, how hard it all becomes, there can still be hope. This theme will probably always echo in my stories in some way, shape, or form. It's one I know is vital, and even in the lowest points in my series, I still want to show that there can be hope. This theme is in Fugitive of Talionis as well, but I think an even bigger theme throughout the story is that of stepping up and courageously pressing forward and doing what's right, even when fears close in and enemies seem to be everywhere. This is something that Bria has to do throughout the story, as well as her friends. They all have to make the decision to consistently step forward and do something that's really hard. When everything around them screams to stop, when it seems like their enemy is for sure stronger and going to defeat them, they have to make that choice. Will I continue to press forward? Will I continue to stand up and do what's right? And can I overcome all this evil that's coming against me? And these are things that the characters wrestle with throughout the story. I think this theme is so important because it's something that we all have to wrestle through. Will I choose to do what's right even when my boss isn't going to like it or my friends at school will laugh at me or people aren't going to understand? Maybe it's something that we ourselves don't even fully understand. 
In those moments, will we choose to step up and do what's right? Will I choose to walk by faith, not by sight? Will I choose to trust God or lean on my own understanding? I know in my own life, these are themes and questions that I have to wrestle with on a regular basis. Sometimes I think I've got it. I think I am trusting God and I can do this. I'm going to press forward. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. And I get to see God work in insane and amazing ways that blow my mind. But even in those times when I feel like, wow, I can do this, I realize fairly quickly that I can't do it. My own understanding is something that's really hard for me to fight. It's something that I wrestle with because my understanding says to do the opposite of what God is calling me to do or even what God's word says at times. Sometimes God's ways really don't make sense. The Bible says in Isaiah that his ways are different than our ways and his thoughts are different than our thoughts. So that means sometimes walking by faith, choosing to courageously follow God wherever he may lead is going to completely go against my own understanding. And Bria and her friends experienced this throughout Fugitive of Talionis. Their understanding would say to do one thing. Their circumstances even would maybe scream to do something. But they have to decide, am I going to step up? Am I going to be courageous? And am I going to continue to fight to help others, even when it might cost me something? And I personally want to be someone who is going to step up and fight, even when it might cost me something. Step up and do what's right because I know God is with me and I can trust him even when I don't understand. I want to be someone who lives by faith and walks courageously in what God has called me to. And this story is one where I think I was able to think through some of those things on a deeper level and really process it and stop and study God's word and consider, is this something that I'm doing in my own life? Am I following God and trusting him and obeying him and relying on his word, or am I leaning on my own understanding? A couple months ago, I recorded an episode with Megan Edmonds, who is the podcast host for She Lives Purposefully. And in that episode, we talked about walking by faith and overcoming fear. This episode was really something that blessed my heart to be able to talk about it with Megan, but also study it myself before we jumped onto our call and recorded the episode for her podcast, which aired on October 19th. So I'll link to that in the show notes in case you want to check it out. But as I was talking with her, that's when I started to realize how deeply this theme was embedded in the story and how much it personally resonated in my own heart and life. It's something that I want to daily, year by year, grow in. And I aspire to be someone who, like Caleb and Joshua, who I talk about with her in that episode, who were willing to go into the promised land like God told the children of Israel to do, spy it out along with 10 other guys and be the only ones who came back and said something different. They were willing to press forward and fight even when the enemy before them seemed like an astronomical, impossible enemy to fight and to conquer. When every other person said that we were going to fail and that's how it's going to be and we should all just go back to Egypt, Caleb and Joshua said, no way. God said he was going to do this and we believe he's going to do this. And that faith, that courage to do what God has called us to, despite our circumstances and our fears and our enemies and our own understanding, that is something that is so important for us in this world that we live in right now. 
every day you can turn on the news and hear about some catastrophe, some awful thing happening, some terrible, scary thing happening in this world around us. And if we live just focused on our circumstances, focused on this world, on our own fears, on our own failures, on our own understanding, there is no way we can live by faith because living by faith requires us to walk by faith and not by sight. It requires us to turn our eyes to Jesus and trust him no matter what we're facing in our lives. And I am so thankful that the Lord allowed this theme to be woven into Fugitive of Talionis. Because honestly, at the end of the day, it wasn't what I was planning. It's definitely something that God did as I wrote this story and asked him to be a part of it with me. And As I ask him to be a part of my life, as I open up that opportunity to create stories with him or work with him and do different things and invite God into my every day, into every moment, I get to watch him do things like this, weave in a theme that resonates so deeply in my own heart because it's something I so desperately want to be true in my life. And as I write characters who go through these things, I can process that theme in a deeper way. And I hope you, as the reader, as you read this story, you can experience what it looks like to have that theme, have this reality lived out in your own life. You can watch it play out in the lives of characters and hopefully come away thinking, I want to be like Bria or Nika or Matthias or Nate or Davy or Katori, whichever of the characters in the story resonates with you and have some example in some ways through this fictional character who isn't real, but hopefully can feel real as you're reading the story that will then give you the courage to step out and do what God has called you to, even in desperate, overwhelming circumstances. And that's my heart for every reader of these stories is that they would see that God's hand is sovereign over even the most difficult times in our lives, that he is still in control. And we We can still trust him and look to him even when the world around us feels like it's falling apart and enemies are closing in and it feels like there's just no way we can get through it on our own. Because at the end of the day, we can't get through this life on our own. We can't do it on our own. We need God to step in and meet us and be there for us and strengthen us and equip us and help us and move mountains in our way that we could never move ourselves. So I hope that for you, my reader, my friend, that as you read Fugitive of Talionis, the themes in the story, whether they are the ones that we just talked about now or different ones that you discover and see hidden in the pages, that they would resonate in your heart, but not just stay there for a moment, but be something that is a seed that is planted, that then bears fruit, that gives you some courage to step out and follow God and trust that he will be with you wherever you may go. Because one thing I can say emphatically is that he is worth following. He is worth surrendering to and trusting, even when it doesn't make any sense to your own understanding. Because following him is where you will find the richest, deepest, most fulfilling life there is. If you haven't read Recruit of Talionis yet, I would say that Fugitive of Talionis will be a more enjoyable read, at least I think, if you read Recruit of Talionis first. So I highly recommend checking out both of the books, and I would love to hear what you think if you do take the time to read the stories. They are long, so I recognize that it's not for everyone. Not everyone loves a young adult dystopian story. But if you are someone who loves a good life and death, edge of your seat adventure, who many readers call a page turner, I'm astounded at how many people can finish this book in a couple days. 
I couldn't finish the book in a couple days, and I wrote it, but I couldn't read it that fast. So if you're one of those people who doesn't care how long the book is because you just want to dive in and get lost in the adventure and swept away, whether it's for hours or days or weeks, then I invite you to check out the story and let me know what you think, because I love hearing from my readers. You can tell me if you love it, tell me if you hate it, tell me your favorite characters, yell at me for things that I did that you wish I didn't do. Trust me, I get all of those kinds of emails, but I love each and every one of them because I want to hear what's resonating with you. You are the one that I'm writing this story for, and I want it to be something that you can escape into, get lost in the adventure, and have an incredible time while also learning deeper truths. Because God uses stories He used them throughout the Bible. He uses them in my life, and I know he uses them in the lives of those around me. And my hope and prayer is that this story would be one he could use in your life. Now, I will give a quick caveat content warning for my sensitive readers out there. This is a high life and death stakes adventure. There are some scary moments in the book. There are things that happen that are a bit intense and If you're a sensitive reader and a little bit younger, or if you have a younger reader in your life, I would just say that it might be good to have an older parent or guardian or friend read the story first, just to make sure it's okay for you to check out. I don't make it graphic or gory, but it's definitely intense, and there are moments that are fairly scary. At least I think they're pretty scary. So again, just giving that little warning. I will also say, like I mentioned earlier, this book has a little bit more of a sweet romance in it than book one. It is a slow burn romance. There's no kissing, but there's definitely more of a relationship that is established and pulled out in this story. So if you're not quite ready for the romance side of things, then just be aware of that as well. But again, it's pretty low key. It's a subplot of the story, and there are definitely other things happening throughout the book as well. There is a little less than a week left in our October goodies giveaway, and this giveaway has some very fun prizes, as I've been mentioning each week, including a digital audiobook copy of Recruit of Talionis and a signed paperback copy of Fugitive of Talionis. So if you win, you'll be able to grab both books in my Talionis series, not to mention books and swag from Sandra Fernandez-Rhodes, Jamie Foley, and Candace Cade. So don't forget to check out the October goodies giveaway for Read Clean YA with CJ. You can find the episode show notes at readcleanya.com. Next week, we will be kicking off a new month of author interviews as well as an epic Christmas giveaway. This giveaway will be live until mid-December, and one lucky winner is going to receive an incredible selection of prizes. It will be like your Christmas gift to you if you win. So make sure to tune in next week to find out more and hear my interview with another wonderful young adult author. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today in this solo episode of Read Clean YA with CJ. I love getting to talk with you, and I love even more hearing from you. So if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to shoot me an email and let me know. And share the episode with a friend so they can discover exciting, clean, young adult books too. Thank you so much for being here, my friend, and I hope you have a wonderful day.